0: what's going on Alabama fans this is Brandon aka Fresh back again with another video guys I'm I told you dropping the heat guys y'all know what to do if you're watching this listening to this on YouTube first rule of thumb smash the like button hit the like button that's it's the that is the price of admission and the price goes up like my man what's my man name on on the the wire (laughs) price of the brick going up guys all right thousand likes is the is the minimum All right. I think I gave y'all a break on the very first one. I think I said 500, 750, 1000. That is the minimum. Go ahead and hit the like button. Smash the like button. Share this video with your friend, your favorite Alabama fan and friend as we continue to go because this one is absolutely fire as always. I'm trying to give y'all some heat, guys. Got to get y'all through the, the lows of the summertime. All right. So a lot of conversation has been going on regarding this conversation or talking point, rather, as it relates to who is the top dog in college football as it relates to the head coaches. Nick Saban has been on the top of the throne for it seems like for the past 10 plus years. All right. Ever since, you know, he, you know, came to Alabama, not just came, but, you know, reestablished that Alabama is a, a a prominent dominant program by getting his first national championship in uh, 17 years when he won in 2009, the 2009 season. Came back, didn't get it done the next year, but the next, the following year got a back-to-back, could have been a three-peat, but I digress. All right, six national championships later, Nick Saban has, you know, been atop top of the mountain as it relates to, you know, college football. However, there's been a new talking point wondering just just who or if Nick Saban has taken a back seat and taken a back seat to a, a protege of his you know someone who came underneath him got his start in coaching big time coaching especially as a defensive coordinator got the head coaching job at the University of Georgia that man being Kirby Smart and I'm gonna give y'all my give, I'm gonna give y'all my thoughts on this and then answer the question that I've posed to y'all whether or not has kirby smart overtaken nick saban as the king of college football head coaches well let's back up just for a second here let's let's really dissect this for a moment here so nick saban has been at alabama since 2007. he came in when the program was just you know mike shuler tried to do his best never really should have gotten a job in the first place you know if mike price didn't have a situation in Gulf, Gulf Shores. Who knows exactly you know what would have happened? Um, whether Nick Saban would have been available or not, because you know Mike Price, you know definitely knew how to coach. You know Washington State did some really good things there. Uh, was about to bring a nice little Air Attack run and shoot, and um, you know we never really got to see it materialize. I was actually a student. Uh, went to the A Day game in uh, 2003, and there was so much excitement. You know, at that point, I mean, just getting 40,000 people to show up to an Alabama A-Day game was a major deal. And um, it was it was around that number. Um, that didn't happen. It didn't manifest itself. You uh, all know the story. Coach Kroon was the next in line or at least uh, interviewed. Didn't get that. Mike Shula ended up getting the job. He just wasn't ready to be a head coach. Uh, wasn't really head coach material um, from talking to players that were on that, that team, that coach that played underneath him you know, tried to incorporate an NFL type environment. Um, you know, you play, you perform, you're good. Just didn't run a really tight ship. So um, it, didn't, it didn't work out. it out really quickly, actually. Um, not everything was his fault, of course. He didn't really have, you know, a full deck of cards to work with, but that's just part of it. Nick Saban, he comes in, you know, puts a little sprinkle of uh, magic dust on the program, voila. <laughs> it took one year, basically, gets Alabama into the SEC championship game, falls to a, 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 just an absolute t- train of team, Tim Tebow and the Florida Gators. Um, but after that, he pretty much won the national championship the next year. Hadn't really looked back um, for the most part, You know, being able to capture six national championships in his tenure. That is something, that's a feat in and of itself. All right. So you have that dynamic where you have someone that has took, taken a program that not many people, they, they wanted the job, but not really. I mean, Alabama was not the sexy job and the high job that it is now. Um, I think the, the name spoke for itself, but the mess that, that, that Dennis Franchoni and, and um, you know, uh, Mike DuBose and everybody's even before you know, Mike Shule even got there, which is an absolute mess. Uh, with scholarship limitations, you know, nobody really wanted to 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 to, to deal with that. Um, you know, so you had all that going on. You know, Nick Saban comes in; he knew knew it was going to be a tough road. You know, had a lot of entitlement issues. You know, players that you know thought that they didn't need to to fit into what he wanted the program to look like. Um, and Nick Saban was the type that look, man, I'm getting 32 million dollars <laughs> over the next, uh, I think it was four years, right? Or or is eight years, 32 million? Uh, I'm getting I got a a 32 million dollar contract. I don't know who y'all think y'all are, but I know who they think I am and what they think that I'm worth 32 million. All right. So who do you think they're going to they're going to back me or you if you want to try to buck the system? So there's a lot of players who kind of bucked the system and he had to set the tone for not just the 2007 season, but for the seasons after that that you can and will be replaced i don't care if you were the top receiver returning i don't care if you were the top defensive player returning i don't care you will be replaced so nick saban had a lot of things um, in his uh, that weren't really working in his favor that he had to kind of clean up and he built that program um, completely back into the top of college football now let's take kirby smart who you know after assisting Nick Saban into a uh, another national championship in 2015. You know, took over for the, the Georgia Bulldogs for the following season, 2016. Um, and you know, he you know did what did as best as he could to try to take all the, the the tools and the tricks that he learned from you know being around Nick Saban. You know, from LSU to Miami to Alabama. Um, and incorporate that into the Georgia program. And you're seeing it play out right in front of your eyes. So if you're just an SEC fan, not necessarily a Georgia Bulldog fan, if you're just an SEC and a college football fan, you can see the, uh, the imprint that Nick Saban had on Kirby Smart. And I applaud Kirby Smart for, for taking that and taking all of what he saw as, OK, these are things that have been proven to work. And I know Alabama fans kind of give Kirby, you know, a hard time for, you know, kind of copying a lot. But I mean, what do you expect him to do? I mean, even Nick Saban as it, like, well, he, he came from a program that had a pretty good proven track record. I mean, what do you want him to do? Reinvent, reinvent the wheel? I mean, yeah, he's going to put his own twist on stuff. But, you know, this is the blueprint. I mean, I, I gave him and any other coach that's coached for me the blueprint. All right. So Kirby goes to Georgia the 2016 season after you know mark rick was let go um and is that actually it was unfortunate because mark rick actually did a pretty good job um overall in his tenure at georgia um but you know you can't please everybody you know 10 win seasons are cool and all but at some point they're kind of expecting you to you know win sec championships and you know not kind of wet the bed so to speak you know get to the college football playoff or um either college football playoffs and or or the bcs championships prior to that um, and he just wasn't able to to get it done and they felt like a change under the guard was was necessary so he gets there 2016 they go eight and five and mind you this is after back-to-back 10 and three seasons that georgia had okay so it wasn't as if like you know kirby smart was walking into an an absolute dumpster fire uh, similar to what you know nick saban you know was not he wasn't walking to a complete dumpster fire because mike shula took those bullets for him but um, you know, it wasn't exactly glamorous, but he knew that he could probably turn around. Um, so Nick Saban comes to a situation where, you know, Alabama goes six and seven the year before, um, and he walks in, you know, and they go eight and five. Uh, excuse me if I don't have that correct, but and I believe they went eight and five his first year after the bowl game win. You know, so you're, I'm, I'm trying to give and set the, the scene before I actually give my answer, okay? Now, all of that makes you know sense this is this is where it kind of gets a little bit interesting because Nick Saban just won his his sixth national championship with Alabama in the 2020 season all right the COVID weird all SEC schedule which was actually kind of fun season um very difficult when you look at all the 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 things that 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 took place that season you know he missed you know games with with COVID it was just you know a, a big whatever. It's just a whole lot going on that season. Um, But just everything kind of aligned perfectly, you know, just with a wonderful offense, you know, a lot of leadership. Um, He comes right back the next year. And I'll be honest, I mean, we will never know. But if injuries didn't take a uh, take a, a play a big part, the way that that national championship game unfolded, if Alabama just had one more receiver. I mean, just somebody to step up. I mean, my lord, just anybody to step up to help Bryce Young um, in that offense, you know, you're looking at Nick Saban running it back, you know, with a, a brand new quarterback. And then last year, if Alabama doesn't um, you know, screw it up against Tennessee and LSU. They sneak into the playoff. Is it, is it beyond the, the realm of possibility to believe that Nick Saban could have squeaked out and beat beaten the, not, when Georgia was good, Georgia was really good. They weren't 2021 good. 2021 team, you know, that team was just, it was it was phenomenal. You know, the fact that Alabama was able to beat that team said a lot. I think you know Alabama just snuck up on them in the SEC championship game. They wasn't prepared for the kind of stuff that Bryce Young was just able to pull off with Jamison Williams with that ridiculous speed. They just they just didn't know what to do. Um, So I think it just kind of snuck up on them. But you know Alabama didn't have much of an answer um, in the championship game. But we'll never know um, what would have happened had Jamison Williams not gotten hurt um, in that game, which was unfortunate for Alabama. Um, But here's here's just the truth though you look at what Kirby Smart did and the way that he has structured this program. Okay. He has taken the blueprint of culture that Nick Saban, in my opinion, you know, he kind of, you know, just try to ride the wave of comfort after winning that 2020 national championship. All right. Um, You lose Steve Sarkeesian to Texas. You bring in Bill O'Brien, which again, I I don't even know why that was even a, a thought, you know, just to, but anyway, I digress on that again. Um, you know, Pete Golden, you, you held on to that. You wanted to, you know, fit, fit a, um, um, a square peg in a round hole, knowing that he really didn't fit your culture and your mentality. OK, um, but you were just kind of hoping and praying that things would just continue to work out, you know, after such a majestic season that took place in 2020. All right. Didn't really want to rock the, rock the boat and make much changes, you know, tried to, you know, sell us off some woof tickets, believing that we all as you know, people in the media and fans that, oh, we don't really see what's right in front of us. But, you know, Kirby Smart kept things you know, trucking along um, and you see the, the type of dominance that he was able to, to, to instill on both sides of the, of the ball especially the the defensive side and this was this is one of the things that you know i have an issue with and have taken an issue with with nick saban with some of the comments that he's made regarding oh these explosive offenses, you just can't hold teams to 10 points Yet kirby smart does it in back-to-back seasons so um what's the expect what's the explanation on that and yes that was a pause for dramatic effect what's the explanation how can you explain (laughs) you know the same style of offenses that Alabama has faced and given up 30 40 50 points Georgia goes in there and surrenders hardly anything you know Um, so I I felt like that was just a cop out and an excuse from Nick Saban and for that reason and that reason alone for the time being and and, and I gave compelling points I thought for how you can make the argument that Nick Saban could stay on top. But at the moment, back-to-back national championships speak for themselves. Now, y'all may not like that, but that's just the truth. At the present moment, Kirby Smart is at the top of the mountain of college football as it pertains to head coaches. Period. Now, do I think that that will stay? I think that Nick Saban has taken the, the necessary steps to get back on the throne. He's not as if he's, you know two rungs down. He's literally like nipping at the heels to climb right back up. He might actually be on the shoulders, you know, hanging on the shoulders, not even the heels of Kirby Smart saying, hey, I'm I'm right here, Kirby. Don't get too comfortable, all right? i let you off the hook. You got lucky in 2021. I'll give you 2022. I, you know, I let some stuff, you know, go by the wayside that I shouldn't, but I'm still right here. I got, you know, a defensive coordinator that's, that's, you know, in, in the same mindset and vein that I'm in, I got a young offensive coordinator that understands that I want to run the dag on football. All right. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to get back to what, you know, the standard that I set um, in 2007. You know, when you created this process that he talked about after winning the championship in 2009. This is the process. All right. I think he kind of lost a little bit of that after the 2020 season. That's just my opinion. Um, but we're going to see this is this this season is going to tell the tell the tell of the tape because if, if Kirby Smart comes in and run and does something that Nick Saban has yet to do while he was in Alabama has has a three-peat there is no conversation he is at the top of college football until he is knocked off all right the only one that can regain is Nick Saban there is nobody else that's even in this conversation at the moment because the only coaches who have been consistent up to this point has been Nick Saban and Kirby Smart unless Urban Meyer you know, comes back into the mix, and I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. So I don't know. A- 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 am I tripping? And am-, am-, am I on point? You know, and am- do I have a? Do I make a, a good claim and case? Y'all be the judge. Y'all got a comment section right there. I'm a big boy. Oh, I can take it. <laughs> you know, you either you agree or disagree. You have your opinion. I have mine. But you know, don't just don't just don't just say oh that's stupid and you don't say nothing let's have a conversation tell me why and we'll come back and we'll discuss about it okay all right well that's all i got for y'all on this video make sure you like this video as well if you're listening to it on youtube um like all the rest of our social media platforms twitter facebook instagram tiktok Run us up on there. Remember, this is a thousand likes on this video. I ain't dropping another one until I get a thousand. I need that grand. All right. I need that stack in them racks. Rack me up. All right. All right. So again, again, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel as well. I definitely want to run these uh, subscribers up because I'm dropping content constantly. All right. I told you I ain't slowing down. Y'all picked the right one. All right. Um, But again, I appreciate y'all tuning in. This is Brandon, aka Fresh, signing off.